Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 21 and 22 of The Shadow Rising, Into the Heart and Out of the Stone. Enjoy! We can hear all of us. Yep. We're all here. here, everyone. Yeah, we are all here. Cool. Yeah, so, um, once again, I'd apologize to Ian and Chris for the abrupt cliffhanger that I left them on, but mm. this is probably one of the worst ones we've had since we started this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of rough. It was, it was a little rough, yeah. Well, this next is why I wait to the very last minute to read. <laughs> yeah. So you can just record, go back to reading if it's if it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Um, can I think else we want to talk about before we get going? What day is today? Tuesday. What year? Is, is it January? It's January. <laughs> oh, man, it's August. It's August. Shit. It's been the weirdest July 4th, I can say that out loud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm already hit record. We're recording. Go for it. Let's. We are. Yeah. 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 I already hit record. All right. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, I don't have much time. Well, I do have time, but I want to be respectful of the people that I'm with tonight. So, all right. So give me my notes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Brief pause and jump right in. All right. Welcome to season four, episode eleven. Um, episode seventy-seven since we started. Uh, if anybody's keeping count, um, yeah, seven seven. I don't know. Those double numbers sometimes mean something to some people. Not really me, but something to talk about. So patrons, let's get into that. We have two new patrons. Um, so we've got J Rock, yeah, J Rock, uh, and or- Orlandi, Orlandi. Yeah. So J Rock and Orlandi are two new patrons. So thank you so much for your patronage and uh, and joining our team. Yeah. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Um, and nothing else as far as milestones or anything else big that's happened for numbers purposes. We're still ticking up everywhere. Um, but um, so we got that huge push after the award show. That was yeah, awesome. we did. Yeah, we did after the award show, which was awesome. People are still talking about it, which is cool. Um, all of those trophies have been mailed out. Or at least they have been ordered. I don't think they've been made and mailed out yet, but they've been ordered. So they are in the process of coming to everyone who won. So and then also they've talked about for Jordan Con like making um, wheelie, um, I guess, uh, uh, um, um, badges so people can like if you've won uh, a Twitter Time Award, like to have a badge you can wear at the Jordan Con to signify that you're cool. actually an official winner. And uh, Rob Christensen said that they'll definitely make those and deliver them actually at Jordan Con. So kind of cool. Um, I think keeps on getting cooler. Um, <laughs> so You um, can tell because the way it is. Exactly. Um, so um, as far as personal life, I'll jump right into that. Um, I'm recording live from Myrtle Beach on the 16th floor of a uh, 16th floor building. We're at the penthouse suite uh, in the condo. Uh, it's a 
two. We're actually we're on the fifteenth floor, but I'm recording on the sixteenth floor. We have two floors, and um, yeah, it's nice. We're right on the beach. You can look out the window, see the the beach. You might hear a firework or two in the background because the Fourth of July, and they just like fireworks all the time on the beach here. <clears throat> um, the DJ next door at the other hotel stopped playing, so you won't hear that in the background. But um, normally, the weekends at least it was like. <laughs> Yeah, July Fourth night, it was definitely thumping till like midnight, mm. which yeah, nice. it was fine. Um, and yeah, um, that's about. I mean, it's been fun. I mean, as far as what's gone on here, we we spent time at the beach. We went and played miniature golf with my son. Got ice cream the other day. Went went to Ferris wheel today. Um, all the beach, all stuff. the beach stuff. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a tropical storm coming tomorrow, so. Yeah, we got the beach in early, so tomorrow I'm not sure what we're going to do. Teach your kids about extreme beach camping. Yeah. Get a tent, go out on the beach, ride the ride storm, the storm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time. I've done that. Um, did I, yeah. Yeah, this is a side story. Um, Adam Demansky, one of our friends from college, um, he convinced me to go windsurfing with him down in Hatteras, uh, Cape Hatteras, um, uh, a few years ago. And me, as being a dummy, didn't check the weather beforehand. He's like, yeah, this is supposed to be great wind. So we get down there, set up camp. I didn't know there was an actual tropical storm like slamming into the Hatteras. And that's why he wanted to go because there's going to be so much wind. And like literally we get down there and we pitch the tent and the tropical storm comes in. And the tent's like over on its side because there's so much, how much. And then at some point in the night, it rips to shreds. Like literally we're inside the tent and the tent just rips to shreds above us. And we're like, and we're sleeping in the car now. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, that was a fun night. I, I broke a lot of stuff, actually, scrambling. I had, like, a bottle of uh, rum, I think, and I ended up smashing it, trying to, like, scramble and throw stuff in the car. And it was, uh, I was really sad. So the, the worst part about getting caught in a storm while camping on the beach is once your camping gear, once your tent fails, it's not the rain, it's not the wind, it's the sand being picked up by the wind and getting pelted by it. That is, mm-hmm. the, I don't care what kind of clothing you have on, that hurts. Mm-hmm. If you get if you get like sixty plus mile an hour winds, that sand could be painful. Yeah. Well, the great thing about that story too is for the rest of that weekend, uh, because we don't have a tent anymore, we just went and it was off season, um, so we went and squatted. Um, we found a uh, yeah. we found a house that no one was staying at that was already boarded up, and their porch was unlocked, and we just put our sleeping bags on the porch, and they had a hot tub that was still running. So we just uh, stayed on this guy's porch, and um, <laughs> hoped that no one would show up. <laughs> It works. It works, yeah. Good time. So, how about you guys? Personal life, what's going on? You know, um, it's been such a whirlwind. I don't even know where to start. I don't know what I said last time. I don't know where I'm at. There's some things that are really great in my life. Work has been crazy. I think that's been the hardest thing right now, and I'll just leave it at that. There's things there that could be going better, but they are not. And it's causing stress. Okay, I'll get into it a little bit. So without getting into the exact problems, my biggest issue right now is there's people during regular working hours that are not doing what they should, and then somehow when there's an emergency at 8 p.m., they want me responding. And, you know, in a way, I'm supposed to, 
respond after hours for certain things, but I don't think it's an emergency if it was caused by somebody else's stupidity. I think that's their fault. <laughs> 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 <So, laughs> uh, and also, they've so I've actually set this up pretty hard high in our agency. Uh, I'm required to carry my phone with me at all times because uh, I'm a emergency preparedness responder. Um, if there's any federal disaster declared in the state of Virginia or slightly outside of that in parts of my region, um, I could respond. Most of the time have to if it's Richmond or Hampton Roads. Um, but where they mess up is my phone is constantly dinging with different text emails about all sorts of non-emergency stuff and after hours. And sometimes there's stuff that like automatically sends out at like 2 in the morning. I hear my phone go ding, and I have to look at it to see if it is something I'm supposed to respond to. And in my book, every time I have to break free from what I'm doing at home with my kids or family or friends or whatever and look at my phone and decipher, is this something I need to respond to, that's work. Those are hours I'm charging you. Like, that's not free for me to do, yeah. right? Anyways, they seem to think otherwise, <coughs> and I've just gotten to the point where I turn my phone off uh, because... I'm tired of looking at all these stupid messages mm -hmm. that are irrelevant and on emergencies after hours. So something's going to come to head there. Either they're going to have to change my job description or they're going to have to stop sending me a bunch of BS in the after hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. More money. But when I'm done working, I like to be done working. I just... Agreed. Yeah. If it's a true emergency, I'll help. But outside of that, leave me alone. Agreed. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Okay. That's about it. Chris? It's been refreshing being in Charlotte. Life has slowed down a little bit. I can say that just we have been putting the apartment together. I've been doing a lot of the heavy lifting because Chanel's been sick, but it's been like getting furniture put together, hanging stuff on walls. Like I have one more thing to put together, and it'll take me like 25 minutes, and then I'm done. And I've been working through this teacher residency program, and it's a load of shit, but I'm doing it anyway, and I have this week left, and I'm done with that, and then I start work next week with uh, the summer school, because uh, y'all know, newborn is cheating me, so I'm, I'm working this summer, but it mm -hmm. is what it is, so, I mean, I guess technically they took what was owed to them, but they could have sure. done it in a much nicer way, yeah. but I am... Um, Got to hang out for the 4th of July with Chanel's parents, we went out to, to Longview, and we went to the country club and they had people like jumping from helicopters with flags on so that was pretty cool to watch and then awesome fireworks i got to meet a few people um i met gilchrist from the hornets and i met um what's the guy's name okay baraka i can't remember his last name sellers from cnn okay and who else did i meet um football player from the Redskins. If I had my Ooh. phone, I could tell you. Okay. But anyway, it was, it was pretty fun just getting to, you know. See your balling. Yeah. Have, have a little enjoyment while I'm sitting here, you know, drinking drinks and watching fireworks and actually enjoying a little bit of life. Oh, London Fletcher. That's the guy's name. I met London Fletcher. Oh. I love Dude. Leonard Fletcher. He's the man. Like, greatest linebacker ever for the Washington When I tell you, team. like, I looked. But I saw all around great like, Okay, he's about 5'10", but I looked at his arms. I'm like, he's thick. And his his chest was, like, built. I'm like, you got to be at least 60, but you look like you're 20. And then he reached for my hand, and I'm like, 
his hamlet's as large as mine. And then we grip, and there was like a struggle for a minute. And then he gave me this look. He gave me like the brother dap, like, yo, we are equals. And that was phenomenal. And then he snatched everybody <laughs> yeah. else's hands like they were nothing and crushed them. <laughs> he looked, <laughs> That's hilarious. fantastic. Like everybody else around was like, God, God, like literally, not even figuratively. <laughs> they were literally hurting. And then he looked at me. He's just like, we got to talk a little bit. I'm like, yeah, we do. I don't know who you are, but that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. He might still be the all-time leading tackler. I mean, he played so many seasons in middle linebacker, so, you know, we're yeah. on for getting it. But, yeah. Yeah. And not even, like you said, you look at him, you know, he may not be the biggest football player you've ever seen, but you get up next to him. Each, oh, man, I'd have traded space. I'd have paid money yeah. to trade places with you. That <laughs> and there's a guy from the Patriots football team that I'm, I'm a little jealous. Too. You know, I'm not good with names. Y'all know this, especially yep. since I don't follow. Uh, let's okay. see here, S- Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore. Okay, so cool. Yeah, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I haven't met anybody cool here in Myrtle Beach because we hang out family. Some of the whole mm-hmm. guys that that want to talk to me the other day. That was that was fun. Uh, but, but other than that, yeah, it's been good. Um, we're recording all from three different states, so hopefully the recording all comes together all right. Uh, Being be South Carolina, <laughs> North Carolina, and Virginia all at the same time. Gosh, I'm I the know. furthest north. I normally do not take pride in <laughs> that ever. Yeah, all the way down South Kakalaki. Um, yeah, so let's go to predictions. So a few predictions we had, um, some from last week, some just in general. So one is that Tom is Elaine's dad. That's a prediction. Uh, Rand is Rand is going to the waste. That was a prediction that was made Woo! a while ago. Um, and that Matt's... I know, don't hold your breath. These <laughs> and I, just, I decided to bring this one back up too, just because we haven't brought it up in a while, that Matt's power is that he's the wild card. Um, it, it comes up a little bit in these chapters. Um, it's not just Matt's power, but we'll continue. Yeah, we'll continue. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Right? Agreed. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. So, yeah, so let's jump right into this chapter, Into the Heart. It's chapter, yeah, right, it's chapter 21. We don't get those yeah. often. We don't. Not much. It, it doubly weird. It's a Moraine perspective, and it's one of... It's a moment where mm-hmm. she doesn't know Which, what the hell's going on. And she doesn't know what's going on with one of the people, one of the Edmonds fielders that she's been trying to keep tabs on and control, but not just yeah. one of them, the one, like the main one. She's been trying to guess what he's doing, nudge, manipulate, whatever. Yep. She has no clue what's going on. Yep. And the, the chapter symbol is the dragon. Uh, just a picture of the dragon. Um, and so we start with Rand. He's gathering all the high lords of Tear and the stone. To give his commands, um, you know, and Moraine's thinking about Elaine and Anise. Says, "Yeah, they're probably on the on the wave dancer, or at least on their way to Tanjiko by now." Um, you know, uh, she's th- she's thinking about that. She thinks they should be reasonably safe um, there. Um, you know, and, but Moraine's really unhappy with Egwene's decision to go to the wastes with them to learn about Talaranriad. Oh, you know, and she's also kind of worried about all the different various plots that the High Lords and ladies have about. Um, you know about Rand and how to counter them and she's trying to scheme and there's a Tom's and trying to scheme and everyone's scheming here and she's really worried about what Rand's about to say uh, Matt's there Perrin's missing from and Maureen seems to not know or be aware of Perrin 
has left to the two rivers. So that's kind of where we're setting up. Which is it wrong that I'm excited about her not knowing that Perrin's dipping out? Like I, I still have love for Moraine, but like I'm also like, yeah, he did it. He snuck away with like all of her spies and people giving her info and everything. She yeah. don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, and and so. Rand comes in. So let's talk about, before Rand comes in, what do you think about this opening scene, about Marine's thoughts about what's going on? I mean, obviously, you're excited about her not knowing a parent, but what do you think about this whole entire setting and, and this scene? Um, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I think it's really interesting, the build-up. It's like Moraine and Egwene head to the Heart of the Stones, which gatherings only occur four times a year, but here we are gathering at the call of Rand. To them, it's like, does he really have the power to do this? Should he be doing this? Why is he doing this? And, you know, you have everybody else around. It's like, oh, we must get there as quickly as possible, but we really don't want to be here, and we're not really supposed to be here. So this is way out of character. We don't want to be involved, but they're yeah. being forced to be involved. So yep, I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I've got to touch on uh, the little sequence where she talks about how she was a little frustrated that Lan wasn't there, but at least she could sense his presence, mm-hmm. knowing that he was nearby. Uh, and then she starts thinking about Lan and Nynaeve and how strongly mm-hmm. Nynaeve is kind of weaving her web around him, or however she describes it. But she has this thought at the end, and we talked about this before, so I guess this answers it a little bit, but she thinks to herself, I've done what had to be done there she will have him if i die and not before so i think originally it was if something happens to moraine land was going to get passed on to somebody else uh, and Morel. we talked about the name Morel. of who the other eyes that i was but it wasn't nynaeve right but now it seems that perhaps the shift has been made i mean, I mean it's done I don't know. I guess it doesn't flat out say dip. She won't have sure. it if I die it before. <clears throat> yeah. I guess it hints that that's a possibility, you know, and maybe she changed up who he goes to, or maybe there's some way where like, once he's released from Moraine, he has the opportunity to get romantically mm-hmm. involved with her. But anyways, yeah, it um, does. I agree with you. It does seem like she almost switched who he would be allowed to go to maybe at his own request. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do know that she respects him enough to take his word for what it is, and she does want him to be happy, but at the same time, she wants him to be obedient. He is like a dog on a leash. I think she still wants to make sure he's compelled to not and try and avenge her and have, like, a stupid death, because she talked about that before. She wants him to move on to somebody else. But I started thinking about this, and I'm overanalyzing it now. Uh, Nynaeve is not the type of person that will settle for a romantic relationship with Lan um, if she feels that he's compelled to do it. So what kind of weirdness is that going to be if Moraine is like, yes, you will be compelled to go to Nynaeve, and then Nynaeve's going to be like, yeah, great, uh, I release you from this compulsion, and now make up your own mind, because I'm not Mm -hmm. going to be your your romance, your love interest, if you're forced to do it. Yeah. Nynaeve bugs me about so many things, but I do not take her as one that's like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, sweet, yeah. you made him want me. This will work. Pull Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh, Lordy, let's not even. 
I've spent too much time reading into that. Like, I, you know, shame on me. I've ignored the whole Britney Spears, like, everything that's happened to her in this conservative ship or whatever the heck that means <clears throat> until recently. Because I just wrote it off as, like, stupid entertainment news. And the more I read about it and the situation she's in, the more I just, like, can we not punish judges also? Is there not a way to, like, put judges in jail for stupid decisions? Depends on the state, maybe, but like, most not There know. should be. Yeah. yeah, it's we we need to come up with that because I feel yeah. like even the judge here needs to get yeah. reprimanded. So it's insane. Yeah, it's free Britney. Um, so yeah, free, so free Rand comes in bearing calendar, uh, calendar, um, and kind of a hush comes about the crowd as he moves through. I guess, and then people start to murmur the again. He's great part. Yeah, sees part. He gets up to the kind of the dais or the center or wherever he's going to speak from, and kind it's of raises not just a palm. Rand, though. And a hundred, uh, yeah, a hundred possession. So you mentioned with Colindor. So like he comes in with power. He has Colindor, mm-hmm. and it's slung over his shoulder. So it's clear as day. You, you see him. You see Colindor. So that right there is like, ooh. And he has how many IU behind him? A hundred veiled, veiled, ready to Bam. kill. That was the next question. <laughs> so at this point, Rand could go in there. Say nanny nanny poo poo and stab six people, <laughs> and everybody else would just stand there and go, "Yeah, cool, you could do that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we accept yep. that. In fact, let's mm-hmm. cheer, cheer for him. He did it, yay! He did. Yeah, so yeah. he went in with power. Which, yeah. yeah. So before we get to his pronouncement, uh, well, actually, we'll talk about that after his his his, his pronouncements. Um, I wanted to talk about the the shift, but so. You know, all the nobles are kind of hushed around, and they're waiting on you know him to talk about it. And the first thing out of his mouth, I think it's one of the first things he says, like we're going to raise the armies, and there's like a cheer that comes up, like yes, we're going to march on Iliad, we're going to go to war, we've wanted to go to war to Iliad for so long, and and Rand's going to lead us to attack Iliad. He goes, and you're going to march north to Kyrian to provide support for the civil war and feed them, <laughs> and they're all like, wait, he's what? like we're going to be philanthropic <laughs> and we're going to feed the hungry and. It's funny because before this, you have Moraine surveying the crowd going, she's going to be a problem, she's going to be a problem, he's a problem. I don't know what Ram was thinking, bringing them all together. He's going to get himself killed. And then the first thing he does is exactly what everybody does not want him to do, mm-hmm. which is give yep. away stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Moraine was like pissing her pants, like, damn, I don't have enough power to stop all of them. Yeah. But she also also thought it was clever. She he picks the people to march out of tier are the ones that are most dangerous to him. He he he, yeah. Like and and they're not friends. Like they're gonna you know combine forces and find a way. Like they don't trust each other either. So it, it's a pretty solid move. I think mm-hmm. it was the one female that he sent off that she was like, ah, oh, that's your first mistake Ultima. because she's gonna gain Ultima. power. Blah she, blah blah. She has so much to but gain. Then yeah. there was the extra. By the way, your husband's gonna go shack up with some other lady. And that's when even Moraine was like, ooh, okay, checkmate, but that's cruel. That's, that's cruel. <laughs> so and Egwene, not really knowing what's going on, she mentions, I think he just did something really clever, but also really cruel. Yeah. Like, he should look ashamed. And, and it wasn't him. It was all Tom. Come on now. This is Tom the okay. White in the background going, boy, listen to me. Listen to me well. <laughs> uh, by the hair on my chinny chin chin. Yeah. Send all to you know, away. <laughs> And then they're asking so, about, you know, the rest of, like, well, what about Ilian? He goes, like, yeah, by the way, Ilian, yeah, you're going to go and sell grain to Ilian. So we're going to open trade back out with Ilian. And they're like, that's, that's our enemy. And like, yep, you're going to start trading with them. And 
you know, that's going to be shipped there. And they're going to have a treaty with Mayan, who I know you guys hate as well. We're going to put that in place. Yeah. So there's going to be peace, you know, in the southern coast. And this is the way it's going to be. And if not, uh, homeboy will hang for it. Yeah. yeah. If not, this guy's, yeah, this guy right here. He volunteered for it, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to oblige him. Yeah. And I will right. hang it's, him. <laughs> thanks for your, thanks for your oath on that one. We'll, um, yeah. So get the gallows ready. I guess my biggest question is, you know, this is only about about a year and a half since they left the two rivers, and how far Rand has come from being a scared shepherd boy, hiding behind the shed, holding a hoe handle, scared of Trollocs, to now. I just the growth I think is amazing, but at the same time it. He had his shit together coming in here. Like, he he acted like a king. Um, the first statement that Moraine kind of made was, blind fool of a boy. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second. That that was a good move. The, she does give credit to Tom a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. in one of her thoughts. She's yeah. like, Tom's trained him well. I sent him away and he's still fucking shit up for me. Because, <laughs> yeah. yep. She's like, I didn't realize there were so many letters passed between them. Even my spies didn't see them all. Yep. Which goes to show that Moraine is not the all-knowing that we thought she was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, not to jump ahead, but I, I mean, I had this thought. Now, we have where we know Rand has been reading like crazy. And reading all of these different texts, I'm assuming there's probably stuff that he's read that Moraine's not familiar with. He's also getting a little help on the politics from Tom. He's got loyal um, at his beck and call. Or had him at his beck and call. Got loyal. Um, Rand also walked into that thingamabobber that gives you three genie wishes about your future mm-hmm. or something. Three whatever, answers, yeah. Whatever that was. And, of course, he didn't disclose that information to Moraine as well. So... I was already thinking here, I'm like, all right, we're definitely at this transition point where for so long, Moraine has kind of been guiding everybody else, and they've just had to decide whether or not they're going to trust her. And they didn't always trust her, but sometimes when push came to shove, they did. Mm -hmm. Well, now, (laughs) Rand's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of followers. It's not like she can openly, she's not going to run up to him, drag him by his ear and say, no, no, you listen to me now, Sonny. Like, that time has come and passed. She can't do that anymore. She's going to have to kind of follow his lead trust where she can and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's gonna be an interesting transition yeah i from i don't know if moraine has it in her to do it yeah yeah she's used to you pulling know. the strings she's not used to just Dancing. being told what to do yeah. good good leaders are usually made that way because they were at one time good followers and they could play both mm-hmm. roles but not all so mm-hmm. we'll see indeed so yeah so after he finishes all these pronouncements Rand then pulls a, a, a sword of the stone move and takes his Calador and just shoves it right into the stone and it rings like a bell. Like the entire stone shakes and earthquakes reverberate out all throughout the city. And we talked about this in the previous yeah, chapter. What was the earthquake? The wall. Yeah, what was the earthquake? You know, what was that? Well, this is what it was. It was Rand actually. Spoiler, you gave oh, it away. Sorry. I didn't know. Okay, well, that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, which is pretty... So at so at this point, Perrin and his crew were like, that's it, let's get out of here. And they're booking it. They're, you know, heels into the horses. And then if you go over to the girls at this point, Nynaeve and Elaine are like, bro, would you Fuck calm them? 
Jeez. Well, Elaine even thought. What are you doing Elaine over even there? Thought he must have just read my letter and got angry, and that's why it happened. Like, and it was yeah. like, that's nothing yeah, silly, girl. Exactly. <laughs> silly shit. This is this is clearly <laughs> about me and the effect I had on that man, that boy, that wool-headed nincompoop. Yeah. Oh, I guess they don't say nincompoop. Yeah. That's my word. It is. It is. Yeah. Speaking Same. of which, it was it was interesting to see that Matt was there. Though he was in clear contrast to what everybody else around him looked like, he was definitely going to play the part of the, the farmer boy. But mm-hmm. you know, he was there. He was near Rand. He was near Moraine. He was listening intently, and you know, you could tell that he seemed obligated or drawn. And then this is when Moraine kind of figured out Perrin's not here, and she didn't know. Now yeah. I thought she had a connection. I mean, I know they had the coin, but didn't she also heal Perrin at one point? Maybe, yeah. I think she did in the beginning of Dragon Reborn yeah, after so that. Maybe there was like a lapse in the connection or something. Maybe yeah, I don't think that. I, I was, yeah. I was thinking, it's not such a strong connection. It's certainly not as strong as like her and Lan. Um, and always got the thing like it has to like it's a connection, but it's like you have to like think about it, and it's not like so. If you've only healed one person ever, then you definitely know where that person is. Someone like Moraine, who's done this a ton of times, she probably has a ton of connections with a ton of people, and unless you're focused on that, it's like right. Oh crap! There, yeah. Right, and by the time she's focusing on it, he's far enough away where she's yeah. not feel gonna it. feel yeah. it. Cause it's and amazing. I don't know if she can feel it through the ways either, because that's yeah another whole multiverse. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah. Um, Even though the word time was used, oh, not for the ways, but for the portal stone. So maybe yeah. the ways are multiverses, and Ooh. maybe we got it backwards. Oh. Portal stone is time travel. Maybe. Oh, we know the portal stone is only time travel. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah, and, and, and Rand kind of makes a pronouncement. I'm going to leave this sword here as a reminder of me. I'm going to leave the stone, and it's going to sit right here, and you guys can come look at it whenever you want to just know I'm coming back for it. And um, Try and yeah, pull it out if you want. Try to pull it out if you want. If you yeah. dare. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you dare to try to pull it out. But at the same time, it's going to sit right here in plain view for you guys just to be a reminder that I'm still that I'm it's still in charge. And, I just uh, want you to remember what will happen if you fail. Yeah. yeah. Failure is not an option. Yeah. Boink. Yep. And at this point, they all start to march out um, of the stone. And, you know, at this uh, and Egwene joins them, so does Moraine, and... Marine comes up and is like, you are so... You're an idiot. You just left the sword, Kalindor. Imagine if one of the Forsaken got that in their hands. Because he is. I hope they do. I hope, I hope they try. I wish they did. <laughs> he could have been, he could have been like, even more snotty about it. Like, I like that he gives her a little respect in his response. Because he could be like, no, you're a fucking idiot. And you don't know everything I know and what I can do. You need to start listening more than telling women. Like, clearly I set this trap. But instead of being like that... You know, he he just kind of feels her and be like, yeah, it'd yeah. be good if they did, hmm. if it were that easy. Because there's a trap. I set it. Only takes the power to spring it, and then it resets itself. So yeah. T- tell your <laughs> friends, don't touch it. Exactly. Hide your kids. Yeah. Hide your wives. Yeah, I mean, he 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 pretty much says there's a nasty little little bit of uh, weaving he put around it that you know. If he doesn't say what happens to them, but says it's not good, and then it'll reset automatically too. So it's not like it's a one-time use thing. It just it it can't be touched by anybody but him. 
What if he kind of messed up and all it really does is make you talk like you have a lung full of <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Like you get all the power in the world. <laughs> you do that too. Well. Offense, offense, Zerk Packer words like this. Oh, you, what is his name? Tally. <laughs> I'm going to stab you with this big <laughs> From South Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm better with, yeah, better so with a meat wad. wad. That's it. Someone dropped a meat wad meme. Oh, man. Uh, maybe I'll pull it up over the break and read it. Someone put a meat wad meme in one of our channels. <laughs> And I read it out loud to myself, and it just made it ten <laughs> times funnier. It was about it was uh, using funny. pronouns uh, that if you don't, yeah, but yeah. we're actually verbs. But if you don't use folks, you would be what is it was and yeah wasn't were yeah wasn't were yeah the past tense. Really, the funny part was someone else in, in our Discord who I guess you know former teacher had a had an aneurysm because they weren't pronouns; <laughs> they were verbs. And that made me laugh <laughs> even harder. <laughs> uh, oh, I love you all. But yeah, so me while they the kid, Oh, that is perfect. Your Frylock. Your Frylock. I'm at the adult table the and I went on a dark beverage. Episode. That. So, Marine's over there going, she's like tugging on her skirt. Marine's like, but, but did he tell you nothing? Because I don't know what's going on. And Green's like, I mean, he don't really talk about much. You know, so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hunger Force. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And when Marine said what he was going to do, the girl was like, damn. That's crazy. Uh, special guest. Uh, special guest wow. Meatwad joining us. Yeah. Um, there you go. So, um, yeah, and after he informs Moraine about the traps, he also says, yeah, also, my plans is, is we're going to Radian. And that's how we end this chapter. And she's like, but what? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I thought, I, I thought a grand said she was going to she did. Radian first. And he was like, oh, really? Oh. So am I. That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure that happened. That's yeah. how it happened. And so there's a subtle. He was upset. I only bring that up because he was upset seeing Egwene. Like, what are you doing here? I thought you were gonna be gone. Like, because by her leaving Tear in that area, he thought he was from a distance protecting her. Maybe she was going somewhere safer. And then that moment when he heard where she was going, he was like, "Oh, yeah. well, I can keep an eye on her." So <laughs> this is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was that transition of kind of pissed about her being there to being like, okay, yeah. that works. Yeah. I just love all along the way, every time something is said and a decision made, like, Moraine's just like, really? Ugh, really? Did not see that coming. I think it's a horrible idea, but I got to follow you. That's yeah. my only choice. Here we go. So what do you guys think about this whole thing? This decision, the, the leaving the sword behind, everything that's played out, what do you, do you guys have predictions as far as what's going to happen? What's what's is this good idea? Is this the whole plot that Rand's unfolding? These are long term things that are happening now, like sending troops to Kyrian, opening trade with Ilian. We know Ilian's still rolled by Forsaken too. That might be a bad thing. Um, well, I mean, you're going to have this Forsaken not knowing that Rand is no longer where he's supposed to be, and the sword is not where it should be, which is by his side. Mm-hmm. So there's the assumption that this individual may go try to steal it, which we know would be a horrible idea for him. But that doesn't mean he's not going to try. 
Right. It doesn't also mean that the word won't spread to other forsaken. That Rand is on his way to the waste. Well, he didn't tell anybody where he was going, except for Moraine once they already left. That's true, but you got a whole crowd of Iona. Yeah, but how do we... If the waste is important to him in his path, how do we know that the Forsaken... How do we know there isn't a Forsaken in Ridian? Mm. I mean, we're assuming that they're only in this world that we know of right now, but isn't it possible that they're Good. somewhere else? Also, how do we know that Rand ends up in we, we Ridian in the waste at all? Like, so we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit. At this point, I'm thinking, ah, uh-huh, maybe a little bit of my prediction of him making it to the waste and somehow bringing together the Aiel, and that'll be important. Um, maybe that's going to happen. Uh, but not to get too much in the next chapter, once I heard they're going via Portal Stone, I'm like, well, yeah. all bets are off. We're assuming that he knows what he's doing and he gets to where he wants to go, but that's yeah. not a guarantee with these portal stones. It's clever, though, to use he's the portal stones. So even if you use the ways, you could be traced. If you decided to march there, you could be traced. But if you use mm-hmm. the portal stones, they have this no idea where you went. Sure. Yeah. The only other person that we know of right now that Landfear. might know something about it is Who Landfear. wants to uh, tame the dragon. Uh, so. Who wasn't here. Yes, she was. Well, no. So Rand might have already buddy buddied up with her. She might be traveling yeah. with them, and only Rand knows. She could already tame the dragon. They might have cut some sort of deal. I mean, who, yeah. yeah, maybe. Anyways, we're jumping ahead. I'll save that. But yes, what do I think? <laughs> I think I need to read some more. I'm ready to do this tonight, so I can read the next chapter. Like I yeah. want to so bad. Um, yeah. Is there anything <laughs> else uh, that we missed from this chapter? I think we covered this one pretty thoroughly, actually. Okay. Yeah. I would have I would have loved... Well, I'll at least say this. When we get to the big screen, I really can't wait for the back and forth of Rand and the nobles. Because it's almost like one of those really comical... He makes a statement where the crowd goes, huh? And gets excited. And he pauses a second, and then he finishes the sentence, and they go, oh. <laughs> and he knocks him down a notch. Then he says something else, and then we're going to do this, and they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> then he says something else, and they go, oh, no. <laughs> it's like there's like six oh. back and forth yeah. between, yeah. Oh, what is he doing? <laughs> no, we love him again. Oh, my God, I fear for my life. <laughs> like, that's, okay. yeah. So that's going to be really funny to see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move right on to Chapter 22, Out of the Stone. And the chapter symbol is a portal stone. So, um, surprise, surprise. I know we already talked about it. We're going to Portal Stones. Yeah, what does that what mean? What does that mean? Uh, but yeah, so we start with Rand marching out. He's, uh, uh, you know, taking the Aiel with him, um, um, riding his new um, Tarian horse he just bought that he named after Jane Farstrader's horse. Because um, it was. Which he was a little embarrassed about, but yeah. I thought it was a cool reason. I mean, was it wasn't cool like reason. to return home, and he's wondering if he'll ever be able to return home, and yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I think... So some Sometimes you get to return home, but sometimes that desire to return home kind of forces you to create a new home. That you're I think Matt got a new horse, too, didn't he? So it's good. He did get a new horse. And you wouldn't know how nice it was unless you were trained to know how nice horses yeah. are. Do you remember his horses? You know who I thought of? Hidalgo. 
<laughs> as he was describing him, I was like, that's that Mustang that won all them races. Everybody's like, what that ugly painted mare over there, that inbred Hidalgo. What's he going to do? Yeah, do you guys, and then he wins all do the you guys remember the name of the horse that I got? I don't remember, but I'll find out. Should find out. If you let me skim a little bit longer, I could probably tell you, but not. I remember off the top of my head now. It was Pips, wasn't it? Yes, it was Pips. Pips. Oh, Pips. Pips. The dots on the die. Yeah. Yeah. Pips. This horse. Which, uh, yep. there, there's a there's actually a, a larger it's a brown YouTuber. Gilding. Yeah. Wait, did he did he name it he Pips, or did. did he choose the horse because it was already named Pips? Uh, I think he named it Pips. Pips. Because I skimmed over that part, but now thinking about it, that's important. Yeah. When it'd be almost cooler if it the horse was named Pips, and that's why he selected yeah, it. Yeah, true. Considering the whole chance wild card thing. Yeah, actually, there's Roll there's the a bigger YouTuber named Daniel Green, and uh, his cat's name's Pips. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's actually a, a parody uh, Wheel of Time song about Pips the horse wishing he was a cat. Um, so. <laughs> It's great. Uh, I'll have to show it to you sometime. Uh, maybe I'll have, have to check for spoilers and yeah, send you mighty pips. It's, uh, it's done. Dwayne's wearing green. And it's it, it's done by Smelly Cat, you know, from Friends. But it's mighty pips. It's just yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I'm intrigued. It's great. Um. Anyways. Um. So yeah. So Moraine, Matt, and Egwene are all going side by side. Um, Ish. Matt's kind of hanging back to yeah. the corner. Yeah, Matt's, Matt wants nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, he's like that kid that like has to go to the mall with his mom but doesn't want to be seen with her. I think even even Moraine asks him, like, why are you even here, Matt? And he's like, I have my reasons. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> if I want to take a guy home with me tonight, it's none of your business. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah. Moraine starts giving Rand a hard time about uh, Perrin going to the Two Rivers. You know, and keeping the plants from her. Um, and So I wanted to bring this up last chapter, but more appropriate here. And she mentions to him, like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you're important, but these other two, they're, they're important as well. Like, if one of them aren't part of it, you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. Like, they're supporting you. So we've known that before. But why does Moraine now know that? And why is she so much more adamant about it? And why is she, like, kicking herself about the whole, I should have known they'd, you know, three Tavirin from the same village, I should have known they'd be tied together. Mm-hmm. Why now? What has she done recently that might have given her more, I don't know, info about how these are tied together? And I think when she went through the three genie wish about your future thing, she got some info, some intel about how these Tavirin are tied together. And that's why she's much more paranoid now than she ever was. just skipped over so many important things. We're going to go back in time real quick. Oh, for sure. Just just a little bit. Yeah, I've got something from the second paragraph, so I'm ready to go back. First off, like the fact that uh, Egwene's wearing green and gold. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is she subconsciously making a choice or is she consciously making the decision? Like, is she the first person who gets to choose her own path? Like, I'm going to be a green. Green Aja. And nobody can do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing the same pants that our um, friend, uh, oh, what's her name? Matt. Yeah, no, Avian. Is that Is her? it Yeah, sure. Is that's wearing. the Aya woman. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. 
And then, you know, the horse, Gaiden. Is that right? Did I pronounce that right? Gaiden? Uh, G, yeah, Gaiden. Gaiden, yeah. yeah Truthfinder. Yeah. Like, that's really significant. I wonder whether or not, like, if we're going to get some real information as we travel to the waste. Ooh. Do we think Rand's going to start discovering, like, in a few chapters some information about his home because you know truth finder is supposed to take him home because mm-hmm. that's what the the horse in the ancient time does so maybe going to the waste and traveling through the the stone is going to lead Rand to where he should be which Ooh. is to his family you say go into the waste with a little bit of confidence at this point I know that's where they were intending to go and that's where I want him to go I think I even hoped for it a book ago these portal stones, man. I will say this. Rand is about to learn something. I love something. the chapter titles. When he goes through that portal stone, he's about to learn I love the chapter titles. I cheated. I cheated. I have to admit it. I cheated. I love the chapter titles. But, it, but is it the one of this world or of this time? Matter. Could be 50 and years from now. And we could find Tam in the middle of it. Oh. It could be 50 years ago. Traveling Tam. I don't care what the chapter title says. It might. I bet you the first sentence is the next chapter. Wait, what? What is oh, it? It's the, the name of the location where they're going. It's re, yeah, not the next title. It's the, or the one yeah. after that. So you would assume they that. get there, uh-huh. right? But that chapter could start with, "Well, they wanted to go here, but they didn't." That's true because Jordan's pretty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He likes to mess with your head, so he might ever. And with even you worse, like Alan likes to mess with our head. Let's pause for a moment and just talk about how we have been left on the biggest cliffhanger. Of the entire year and a half. We have had some cliffhangers, but this one right here is the worst. Because it's like, and we may be gone. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yep, yep. Anyways, we got time to talk about that. I have more stuff to say about the portal stone, but we're not there yet. What, What I'm thrilled about in, I said second paragraph, but it's actually still the first paragraph, is when they're marching out. And Rand didn't want any proclamations, announcements, anything like that. But inevitably, like, you know, they start leaving rumors. Eventually, people start piling up, and they're looking over, and they're peeking, and they're like, oh, shit, here they come. And they're like, there's Rand, and here come, here come the Aiel that sacked us, the Aiel that <laughs> tore us apart. Here they come. <laughs> One, two, three. Where's the rest of them? <laughs> well, there must be thousands more behind... This little company of so did we lose to that? Oh my God! They're taking our stuff. Look at the it's just a, it's just a hundred of them and they're taking our stuff. This yeah, is look embarrassing. At that picture. Like, that was my picture. It hung on my wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was my favorite right, bowl. Yeah. The stuff they're taking weighs more than all of them. Did yeah, you mention that they're re- right they're actually stealing like well stealing was stuff? The fifth? Uh, I wouldn't right? call it stealing. Fifth, fifth. doesn't yeah, sound like stealing to me. No. So whenever the Aiel conquer anything, they take the fifth, a fifth yeah. of everything. Um, Sounds fair no. to me. They left them. Right. Yeah, four fifths. That's a lot. Dude. I was hoping one of you yeah. would be like, "That's horrible," because then I'd be like, "Well, we can instead of doing that, let's kill all the men, rape yeah. the women, <laughs> yeah. you know, make the children slaves," because. That's also something that people do. Historically. I'd yeah. rather do the fifths thing. Uh, thank you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's been very Take a silver bowl. Okay. I got to give him that. When I, I, At first, I wanted to compare him and Martin. For a very long time, I was just hoping there would be that comparison. But it yeah. just isn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, so far not. Yeah. It's He's managed to write a really well-written book. 
He hasn't killed off too many important people. Mm-hmm. He Tom came back. Tom is back. I mean, <laughs> he's pulled never really left, pulled the whole right? Gandalf on mm-hmm. us. Like he's just been an all around pretty even kill guy. Everything's been kind of level. Like it's just yeah. easy going. Yeah, I, I this is one of those books where I feel good. Like maybe everybody will survive, and the world will not end, and mm-hmm. everybody will meet their goals and accomplish things in life. We have a lot of books left. With all the books he wrote, if everybody survives, even honestly, if all of our main characters from Edmund's Field, if all of them survive to the very end, I don't, I, I don't know that I like that. <laughs> I, I, want, I want them to die. <laughs> um, it's not that I want any one of them to, but like that's too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There should be a little more attention than that. But yeah, yeah. He, so, he got this. He got this point. Of, like there was a little. There's an opportunity for discussion about ethical relativism, even when it comes to war and conquering and mm-hmm. all that jazz. And he could have gone the route of like, well, well, you know, some people rape and pillage. And he just focused on the pillage part. Yeah. And yeah. I'm okay with that because it's yeah. just things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No biggie. So um, as soon as uh, Rand gets done talking to Moraine, I love this thought that he has. Um, he says, I'll take her advice when I think it's right, but I won't dance on Tarvalon's strings again. Um, basically said, I'm done with the Aes Sedai. It's a quote he he had a thought after you know after talking to Moraine about Perrin and her giving him a hard time. He's which like, is very you know funny because right before that we get the whole idea that men are simple. He's like, she wanted to go, and I wanted her to go, so I just let her go. Why would I stop her? <laughs> talking about Elaine, it's like, yeah. uh, why didn't you? You know, Gwen comes up. Why did you send her off that way? What do you mean? Like you could have done it a better way. Why? Why would I? Well, she wanted you to. No, she didn't. She wanted to go, but she she wanted you not wanted her to go. But she wanted to go. Like, do you not yeah. realize? Like that was a blessing. That's the sort of test that I fail on a regular basis because I purposely fail it, that test. It's <laughs> not necessarily a guy girl thing. Let me even just talk about my friendships. For the most part. It tends to be like with my guy friends, if they're like, I'm going to go do this. And I'm like, is that what you want to do? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, cool. So that's going to make you happy. And they're going to go, they go, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I support that. Cool. Go do it. And they're like, okay, yeah. And then a week later, they're like, bro, thanks for supporting me. And it's all good. But man, there's some girlfriends or friends that are girls. They do that. And just like, just like this, like. They say that's what they want to do. They tell you this is what I need to do. That's what I want to do. And you're like, cool, I support it. Because I want you to live your best life. And they go, yeah. And then a week later, they message you and they go, you broke my heart when you supported me for following my dreams. And I'm like, I don't understand what I was supposed to do differently. (laughs) Should I have faked some tears? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Casually put in a, I will miss you, but ultimately it's better that you do what makes you happy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't get this sort of thing. Hard for me to buy into it. I, I And I never could. So this has nothing to do with me reading it later. I could have read this as a 12-year-old and been like, this is dumb. If she felt differently, why didn't she say so? Then maybe he would have responded differently. Yeah. I had this moment with Janelle last night. Like for the first time I surprised her because I snapped at her. It was fucking mm. Ikea. Mm. Well, well, like, well, I, I was gonna... Alan Hinton here. We're putting together furniture and 
I'm like, why are these drawers? Why are these drawers staying steady? Like, it just doesn't doesn't work out right. We're missing something. Mm-hmm. And she's sweet. like, I'll get the tape. And in my mind, I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. Get the tape. But then she's like, I'm sitting here talking to Alan. I'm looking at the directions. I have, so I got directions here. I got a drawer here. Like, I'm talking to him. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm looking for the missing stuff. And then she's like, babe, where's the tape? I'm like, for real? Like, where's the most <laughs> It was like I'm snapping. It was just like that moment. Like, it's where it's supposed to be. Like, in its, in its place. place. You know I have it a place for everything. It is where it is. <laughs> so she, like, storms out. You know it be tape, like that puts sometimes. Puts the tape down and goes off into the room. And I'm like, something just happened and I completely missed it. And I'm going to put this dresser <laughs> together before I even try to think about figuring it out. <laughs> hey, hold danger. on, hold on. I, so, I know this isn't where you were going, but. I'm assuming at some point y'all are going to talk about having children because you just seem like you would just be the kind of dude that make a great day. Oh, yeah, that's happening. But right, so just know it's going to happen a million times when your kids go, Dad, where are my shoes? And instead of losing your mind, you're going to have to very calmly because they're little kids. They're developing. You can't yell because you'll, like, apparently damage stuff inside their brain. You have to turn and ask them and go, well, son, did you look in the place where we keep our shoes? And they'll go, oh, shit, Dad, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Can you walk me over there and point out this place that we put our shoes that we've been using for the past 10 fucking years? And I'm like, yes, that spot right there. Just look. It's right. I'm staring at them. I'm staring at the shoes. Pick them up and put them on. So I- and then they're crying and you're crying. The neighbors are crying because it just got way out of hand. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I warned to... the first and I've warned the second. What is your name currently, Alan? My name? Uh, this is Spartan. This, this is, is Spartan. Sparta. Oh, just because Ram's slamming the, the, the I, I sword down. I figured he's literally like, this is told <laughs> Chanel and I told Christine before her if they're ugly, if they're not smart, if they seem to have any form of issues, I'm going to put them off the side of a cliff. And if they make it home, we keep them. Oh man! Oh, and if they don't, do you at least give them like a map and a bottle of water. Do the Spartans? They, get... they gave them oh, a shield man. and a spear, right? And they're like babies. Like they couldn't even carry it. At like at like five or six, you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah. teach you gotta them the basic time. wrestling moves mm-hmm. and how to hold the weapons. So anyway, ba- back to uh, walking out. Of- <laughs> 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 Only that was a joke. Back- you don't. You don't want to do the two hundred dollars, or do, you don't want to give him the offer of two hundred dollars, or you could choose door, door number dunk. three. <laughs> uh, anyways, so um, yeah, so he turns to Rourke, I think at this point, uh, and says, "Hey, there's tons of portal stones in this area. I've read them in books. Uh, you guys, I yell, go spread out, find the portal stones." Well, he was talking. To, so uh, this is my favorite part of this whole thing. He was educated Moraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He actually got the opportunity to look at Moraine and go, huh, you didn't know. There are four stones in the tier. Not one, not three, but four. She's like, no, it can't be. Bingo. That never happens. Never in one spot. And he's like, that's not what the librarian said. Dun, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> So this is another important piece. I talked about it before. Rand doing all the studying by his own. But he's realizing that there is so much more information out there that Moraine doesn't know. 
and certainly the White Tower doesn't know. So that that just adds to building his confidence of him being like, even if even if he doesn't think that he knows enough, he also knows that they don't know enough, and and maybe he's the only person he can trust. He's got to trust himself, if that makes sense. I don't know. Could be the wine talking mm-hmm. at this point. No, I mean you're right. It's part of that confidence building and him running and just being like, look. I mean, he read me a book, just Killers of the Black Veil. Mm-hmm. I still love that when they marched in, he was like, hey, bros, can y'all put your veil on when we walk in there? Because I want people to be like, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah, about so. to go down. He gets Rark and the group to go down. find, and, and what's her name? I always mispronounce her name. Avienda. 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 He's like, you don't like me, do you? She's like, nigga, no, I don't like you. I don't <laughs> like this. don't like you. <laughs> So I don't like you. <laughs> I can appreciate this. So the last chapters we did where there was high school drama when we had Tree with us, it was straight high school drama plus poor communication and just, just ugliness. At least Aviana was like, here's the thing. My girl is friends with the girl that likes you. And then you did her wrong. Which kind of upset my girl. And here's the thing. Say what? My girl's kind of okay with you. And because of that, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to try to be okay with you. But it don't make sense to me. I feel like I should still be upset with you. At least she laid it out for him. Yeah. She was like, my girlfriend's girlfriend ain't happy with you. But my girlfriend be okay with it a little bit. I love how we put up in white voices. <laughs> oh, <did I? laughs> Hold on. Mine could have been mine could have been white that grew up in that area. Right, it could have been true. like second or third generation Puerto Rican. Um, true. I could have been black boy. Second or third, not first generation. You did there definitely no. would have been more accent there. Yeah, it'd have been half English, half fast. Spanish. Right. <laughs> yeah, and right. Okay, thank you. So you've heard it. Um, <laughs> I saw a girl Ooh. like that try to murder one of my friends with a spoon. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> girls are dangerous. I never thought a spoon was lethal. <laughs> I, I have cereal in the morning. I open that silverware drawer and I get flashbacks. I'm like, Shh, I'm eating my cereal with a fork today. That spoon just I can't handle it. <laughs> Almost took my boy's life. <laughs> So yeah, so Avienda finds the stone. Avienda, that's her name. There yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, she finds the store stone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and, and Rand, Rand leads the group up to it. Um, and Moraine's like, "There's no way you can take all these people. You know, there's it's just too many people that you can take through a stone." And he's and he pulls out this little. He's like, "I got a secret weapon. I took something from down in the storeroom." Um, and pulls yeah. out the little uh, little male angriol. We'll kind of uh, skip it. Little, little Buddha. Let's pause for a second. We'll go backwards and just point out the importance of the fact that all the tribes became one once they left the waste. Yes. Like, that's legit. Yes. Like, that just shows solidarity. Like, I love that. And, and they've, they've held to those bonds. Mm-hmm. As much as they hated it. Or those it. oaths. They, yeah, they, they took the water oath. Or the, is that what it's called? The... Yeah, the water oath. Water oath. When they're like on that the water side. skin yeah. oath. Like, we're going to share mm-hmm. this drink, guys, because it's important to mm-hmm. us. But, they, but they're also worried when they get back to the waste that those bonds won't hold anymore because it was only while they were on the Exce- side. Except because of where they're traveling. Exactly. Right. Like, and then, this is super yeah, smart. No blood can be shed but, in Rudian. 
going to and from. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a wink, like, and maybe after this, like, oh, I've already set my book down. I'm too drunk to read. Um, but it's like maybe after this, like, essentially we won't have to worry about it anymore. So, and I think that came from more. Yeah, it did. So maybe maybe we're we're moving in a direction where there's a potential where one of their prophecies are going to be fulfilled that might actually unify all of the IEL, which would get me a steak dinner, I think, from Alan. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's one of the that was one of my Rand predictions that he would bring them all together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the very first book. But I have, anyway. yes. But I have doubts also. And sorry to jump back ahead from your jumping back, Chris. But the moment, so I'm getting excited. I'm like, Rand's going to go there. He's going to the waste. He's going to bring all the IO together. I'm going to be right. I could look at Alan and go, nah, 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 nah. And then he pulls out this little Buddha angriel for males. <laughs> and he's like, see, see, Mar-. and this is where he goes to rub it in. See, Moraine, I know what I'm doing. And it's, it's the one part where he size. has no idea what the fuck <laughs> he's doing. <laughs> it's not always about the size, Moraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Well, so actually, that was oh. a Gwen's line, and you got to find it because yeah. that was quality. Because coming from the female perspective, sure, not about the size, and that's what she how did you say. Use it, sort of thing, and she actually said that. <laughs> so good. Um, but anyways, at this point, I'm convinced a- that they're not going to end up where they want to go. Well, he, they might, or if they get there, well, they're going to be somehow transformed, like. <laughs> in each other's bodies if he doesn't know how to read the stone either like he says like I think this is the symbol for it in and like and Rock's like yep that's it and he's like and then there's two symbols underneath it let I have my no luck idea what to pick my favorite like, quote let my luck choose yeah. so like going forward and then going backward like we, ha- we have our mating maiden finding the stone and then we have you know two triangles with the thunderbolt you know anything with the, th- with the lightning bolt excuse me it's gotta be important Mm-hmm. Send a boat of lightning, very, very frightening. Portostone, Portostone, No, 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 no. Anyway, but Matt's like, yeah, bro, if you can't pick, let me pick. We're just going to pull out a coin. It just so happens to be a gold coin. The gold coin. Mm-hmm. Flip a coin. He flips a coin. And he's confident in it. Very confident. And then all of a sudden, Rand's like, I know which one you're going to pick. It's this one right here, the one on the left. And he's like, how did you know? He's like, it should work for me too at some point in time. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm starting to feel it a little bit as mm-hmm. well. I got the luck of Beelzebub. Yeah. So, the, and this is where I'm torn. Like, I feel like the Tavirin thing, it's all lining up. If you got kind of Matt confirming what Rand's confirming about what they select, but the thing that threw me off was the Sangreal. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, I'm using the information that Egwene's also using, and it might be different. But look, size doesn't matter. They all do different things. Uh, you never know what you're getting into. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Until we get to where we're going, but I have no you guesses. know that Rand studied it enough because he makes a statement. We want to lose. We want to lose time, not gain it. Sure. Which also gives a nod to this definitely being time travel. He's like, I would rather go back in time to the place I want to go to than go forward in time to the place I want to go to. Sure. And and 
Colindor is the one that kind of nudged him to pick it up and be like, hey, right there, that we need that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they get everybody together. Know. He channels through the Ungreal, and they wink out of existence, and we end the chapter. Wink. Smash the block, and we end. Sorry, watch this cliffhanger ever. Because we have no idea what just happened. Um... But uh gonna go back in time. Yeah. Final thoughts, anything? Or maybe he'll just go in time. Ooh. Become one with the time. Just like maybe with the angrial Maybe yeah. the angrial instead of <clears throat> intensifying to the point where he can bring more people, maybe what it does is intensifies the amount of time he travels. Maybe he goes back five hundred fucking years. Mm. And and that's why eventually you find some IO lady friend that runs into Egwene and is like, oh, wait a minute. Hey, what day is today? No, I'm supposed to tell you to come train with us. Come on. So maybe the whole point is not even to get Ran there, but it's to get Egwene there, and Ran ends up somewhere else completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, all sorts of great... It'd be great if everything happens the way we're thinking it's supposed to happen right now. I just find that hard to believe. There's so many variables right now. And if I'm writing a book, I would really F with people right now. This is the <laughs> moment I'd F with them. There's so much opportunity to really flip the script right well, now. Well, so the way I would do that is I would allow one of the Forsaken to get the, sto- the sword. I would Ooh. allow our friend um, Perrin to travel and find the lost people. I'd allow Rand yes. to make his way to the Aeol and find out that he is one of them I would allow all that to happen but then find out that like they're still lacking the power to do anything because you know Ram made a stupid mistake he's taking himself mm-hmm. to his own death in his mind because he's mm-hmm. alluded to that multiple times True. and we don't know that he really fully comprehended the message that he got maybe it's the death of Rand and the rebirth of who he's supposed to be Ooh. Maybe it's like a rebirth. Ooh. And he gains the prior knowledge and brings it forward. And he becomes the leader of your combined IEL group. I'm most excited about that. I hope that does happen. And maybe okay. he like hooks up a land of fear. So I've, I've thought about this. Let's say you're Rand, and I'm going back to the chapter where you walk into the three genie wish thing that tells you about your future sort of thing. Um, like, and you know that what you do and what you choose and whether you list it or not could, like, very much affect the existence of all of humanity and everything. Like, is there something that they could tell you that would make you go, uh, I'm just not going to do that. I know you're telling me I need to, but I'm just not going to do that. And I know this sounds horrible, but, you know, I'm, I'm 38. God willing, the creek don't rise. I'm not even at my halfway point in life. If I walked through there and they were like, in order to save humanity, you could never, you could never be anywhere near open water, whether it be a river, ocean, whatever, can't even swim in a pool nothing like that you just can't be in and around water for the rest of your life if you could do that go to a landlocked state and yeah you could shower and bathe so you don't stink but other than that you can't 
can't get into like water. You can't do water sports. Get, You've I, got to you go to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, no. Actually, what's going to happen is humanity's going to die. Because I'm not going to do that. I couldn't do that. I might, I might try it for a couple years, and I would go f this. And I've lived in places that were landlocked, and you know what I did? Every time I had any sort of vacation or time to get away, I got on the water at the nearest place, even if I had to fly to get to it. So is Rand in a position like that where he was told something so absurd that he was like, no, 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 hell, hell no, man. I ain't doing that shit, man. No. Ain't gonna happen. I don't know if you guys can read that. That's the meme they just posted. What are the words underneath? I don't like sand. <laughs> I don't like sand either. Alan just dropped a meme. Uh... I'm not a huge sand fan, but I have to cross it to get to the thing that I love the most. So I've always accepted it. Is what it is. How about to, sand my, that's my daughter full of just those eats it. My daughter burrs. eats it. Just shelves in her mouth. Just eats it. I'm like, you, you ever walked out on the beach like the day after the wind blew a certain direction? One of those like, you know, those plants that have the little burrs, the little oh, prickly yeah. things. Those are horrible. And they're everywhere. Wherever you mm-hmm. step, they get in between your toes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will still walk through that shit so I can get to the ocean. That's how much I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so anything we missed from these chapters or anything that uh we'll Yeah, talk- the next chapter. We missed the next chapter because <laughs> you told us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> now that you bring it up, uh, you jerk. Nice. <laughs> Good deal. Um so favorite character. That's oh, I always forget this shit. Uh I'm gonna say Lanfear. Because she's there, y'all just don't know it yet. <laughs> she's walking with Ran. She's huddling next to him to travel to this portal stone. Ran knows she's there. They got a secret deal worked out. Ran knows she's there. Nobody else knows she's there. Nobody else. Rain thinks she knows what's going. Rain's walking along and riding along like she knows what's going on. But she's the most clueless person in this whole group right now, and it's cracking me up. Yeah. But I still love her. And that's why Moraine's my favorite character of the night. Because she mm. still kept her calm. Okay. She's holding it together. She has had multiple moments where she should be freaking out because her plans are being completely trashed. And she's just like, ah, well, mm. guess that's the way it is. The will weaves. The will weaves. Yeah. I'll say my, my real answer will be uh, Rand. Um, at this point, it seems he's really stepping up and taking a little bit more charge of his destiny we might find out a chapter from now he's being manipulated by someone else mm-hmm. which is possible but for now it seems like he's doing his thing it does. Yeah. I agree. so that's my real answer sounds good also well next wife, hmm. next time on the will reads we'll be doing two uh, uh, chapters again we're gonna do beyond the stone and Ruridian what's that second one Ruridian the first two sentences are, even though they wanted to go to Ridian, <laughs> they did not make it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, I do the meatball voice. <laughs> man, so I was like, I got on the bus and I was like, can I go to Ridian? He was like, yeah, man. So I go back, but I fell asleep and I didn't, I didn't pull that card. You know, I got pretty card and be like, boom, boom, that's my stop. And when I woke up, uh, the... The, the bus was locked in a parking lot. I was there when I went on it. So, you know. 
That dude yeah. in front of me left his 40, so I got drunk. Uh, that's perfect. I call Fry, I say, Fry Lock, come pick me up. I'm somewhere. <laughs> the buses. Oh, so it's crazy, man. This, this, this will guys get you going. So the chapter symbol for Iridian is the dice symbol, which is Matt. Huh. <laughs> uh, are we talking about, is this like the Dungeons and Dragons kind of dice? Because there's so many options there. Bro, but think about it. You said sense. earlier that maybe, maybe Rand's not the man. Perchance. Oh, no. I, I, I do. I'm not saying I believe Rand isn't the man, but I'm not settled on who the man is. I'm thinking, like, maybe... Well, again, like Rand's also feeling Matt. the power of the dice now. He's feeling the luck of the Azamon, so maybe the die no longer counts for just Matt. Maybe it's just luck in general. Maybe we're referencing Pips, and maybe they've been lying to us about Bella being the coolest horse in this book, and maybe Pips is the horse True. that we should be looking out out for mm. I'm just kidding I love Bella I do we haven't had a Bella perspective yet in this book. Bella's still the tower are you kidding me this entire series is a Bella perspective she wrote the damn book she's the creator none of this ha all of this happened because she allowed it to happen she either did it herself or somebody else was like can I do this and Bella went no wait wait yes <laughs> yeah. uh, good old Bella yeah so yeah so you guys can get to reading uh hope you guys enjoy these next ones i definitely enjoyed these next two chapters um and but apparently the two after this are the ones we have to read again yeah the ones that's saying yeah so you guys are gonna hate you guys are gonna hate me after this one too i i gotta tell you that much um and then it's going to make sense on why I paste it and why those next two chapters after this, two, these two chapters. Nothing about you makes sense, Alan. Makes sense. It, it'll Nothing make sense. about anything. It'll make complete sense. It will. Trust me. Trust me. It'll make sense. I don't trust you. Okay. We don't have to. That's fine. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll still ride with you, yeah. though. There you go. Let's go. So, how you can be found. Yeah. Uh, the Wood Reads on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's what we're most active on is Twitter. I need to do more on Facebook. So Facebook's launching Facebook podcasts. Um, it's in beta right now. So there's going to be uh, like another, you know, like on Facebook on the main screen, there's like you can click on the top and it has like watch. There's going to be like a podcast button and find like Facebook podcasts. I don't know how I get in on that, but um, maybe eventually we'll be on that too. I don't know. Facebook has a really, really toxic community for Wheel of Time. I'm sorry if you're a Facebook person um, with Wheel of Time. Uh, but it's it's like Reddit. Reddit's another toxic community. <laughs> um, uh, we, we talk about it a lot. Uh, Twitter's kind of like your safe space where everybody loves each other. <laughs> That's true. I would have to say that. Um, yeah, so it's uh, we'll see. Um, I, I need to do more with Facebook just because there is a, a large fan base there too. Um, but uh, I won't do it while I'm on vacation. So I'll keep on saying this for the next like three months and never do anything. So maybe one of you guys can take over, you know, doing Facebook. No, because I don't want you guys to get spoiled. <sighs> no, no, no. Maybe, maybe I'll just find someone. I'll hire someone to do Facebook for us. So. If I ever have free time, I will let you know. But at this moment, it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Same. 
Um, so yeah, um, I'll pray for you though. That's how we can be found. We can also be contacted at uh, the Will Reads at Gmail dot com. Uh, that's our email. Um, I do read emails I get. I do respond to them sometimes. <laughs> if I'm not too busy and it's not too, uh, and it's actually something that I, that it's worth responding to. Um, and then uh, let's see, our website is thewillreads.com. So, yeah, uh, from there you can find links to lots of things like our Discord server. Uh, it's a fun place. We almost have 500 people in there. Um, we love first time readers. Come join us and share your thoughts as you read through the books. Uh, we definitely enjoy reading through all those. I read through every single one of the first time reader comments um, and enjoy listening to their theories and thoughts on what's going on. Um, we also have a YouTube station, so check that out. It's uh, just type in the Will of Reads on YouTube, search, you'll find us. It's not a lot of Will of Time stuff. There's some, actually, there's a lot of Will of Time stuff on there, but it's a lot of other stuff too. So you can see things like sailing videos. If you're into that, um, I put some of my personal yeah, stuff on there. No shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan too. Yeah. Um, are you are you gonna add the Bambi story? No, I took it. Was that permanently, that's permanently cut. cut? Patreon only. Oh, so that's okay. fifty to Patreon. So if you actually want to hear this this mythical Bambi story that uh got cut out of our last episode, um, it's available to our patrons um because they get unedited, full, um, yeah, Wrong. full unedited, yeah, episodes. So uh, come join our Patreon. That's links on there too. Um. Uh, on our website so you can click on that join our Patreon you can listen to us live you can also listen to our full episodes at a certain level um, uh, you get them early released um, and trying to think uh, oh yeah and merch we do have merchandise lots of it so um, look at that cool stuff to buy there uh, we need to start adding some more stuff so guys come up with some other ideas uh, add some more merch just because we haven't updated that in a while um, that's that's not just you too, but anybody listening to us. If you have ideas for merch, let me know. It might actually happen. Um, we just have to design it and put it in. Um, and yeah, like us, share us, review us, rate us. Um, I know Chris did put a challenge like for a fiftieth uh, review on Apple Podcast. Um, that he would give away something. Um, the problem is, if you don't write a review, I don't. It's it's anonymous. If you just do like stars, yeah, um, that's what the challenge out there. You have to actually write a review. Yeah, you have to write a review because if you just put the stars, like we don't. So like right now we have forty three ratings, but not that many comments. I think are, uh, yeah. So, um, so we're almost to fifty reviews, but you'd have to yeah actually comment something. Um, so, yeah, write a comment on there. It could be anything. Like, hey, I commented. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, that counts. It, it counts. So, if you happen to be number 50, we'll definitely give you something. Um, and that's all I got for this week. Um, so, uh, Frylock, I guess, like, because I'm not going to be here, so I'm leaving. And so, uh, until next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.